If you were with us last week, you'd have heard that when we are people who are called by Jesus, we're called to the things that matter to him. And I spoke last week about how we are called by Jesus to, to be people who care, to truly care about the needs of the world around us, to be people who, who send, who give into those mission areas, and even to be people who go and work in those areas. And so most of what you're about to hear is actually interviews, conversations, uh, stories and insights um, from Eileen and from Amanda. Eileen, who's in our church, who many of you know, who works so much in the food bank, has been in it since the beginning. You're going to hear some stories from Eileen and how God has been using her. And you're also going to hear from Amanda. Amanda is our new project manager. Just got started this year, just before the whole COVID virus started and all the impact of that. You're going to hear about that as well. And my prayer and my hope is as you hear these stories, that it will warm your heart that you will walk away from this morning service caring more, knowing more, and being more deeply connected, and that God will move us into action, that we wouldn't just be people who listen and hear, but people who want to send and people who want to go. So I pray you're blessed by these videos. Uh, when I videoed Eileen, we did it over Zoom, uh, and uh, all using that new technology. And uh, when I was with Amanda, we actually met at the church and because of social distancing, we sat outside. So get ready for a little bit of traffic noise. Um, but it meant that we could really just sit there and com converse and talk about what God is doing. Well, watch these interviews and I pray God moves your heart. Well, you've been on it for the long run, haven't you? Yes, 10 years. <laughs> That's longer than I've stayed in one job ten years. <laughs> yeah, I'm was, you, was you involved in the very beginning, Eileen? Was you like at the very beginning, or or did you? Join... Right. What happened was, what happened. I was part of the Thursday um, elderly lunch club, and um, no one was chatting, and we were talking just generally, and he kept saying. I feel that we should be doing more than feeding the fed. I remember him saying that. So um, I said, what do you mean? So we talked about sort of starting up cookery things to help people. And that was just about to happen. We'd actually set it up, myself, Norman, and some other people. And then COVID happened and we never got even got the first one going, but we had, 10 people on our list ready to go with that so that's something for the future um yeah so he he found out about trussell trust and about food banks and then that's how it all started we started going along to other food banks looking at them seeing how they did it and then you were there when we did that right let's to show the church how it worked you will all get a little shopping list of this is what you buy for your family because there's this many in your family. So everyone went shopping to the shop that they shop in, Marks and Spencers, Lidl's, wherever. And then we arranged a few nights later that you'd all come in as if you were coming to a food bank. Yes, so I do remember but that. what you didn't know was that we were going to take all your food out of your bags. We was going to put it all on the table. And as you came in, we just gave you, with your shop, the shopping list, we gave you two tins of beans, two of this, two of that. And we still, to this day, get people say, I only eat Heinz beans. 
I said, if you were starving, what's the label? And I said, to be honest, I've watched the programme where they made Heinz beans. And to be honest, there's more tomato sauce in the tomato, the tomato juice. That's the only difference. It's more tomato -y. So we only get an odd few like that. But then that's how it all started. And then um, I remember going to church one Sunday. I was a bit gobsmacked. I was going to church and um, Norman said, right, we've sorted it. We've um, picked um, a project manager and we've picked two people that are going to run food bank. And then he said, Sharice and Eileen come up the front. And I went, mm, I'm not very good at this. I don't mind doing what I do. And I remember the very first day saying to Sharice, you talk to the people because I'm no good at talking to people, you know, and I'll just make the bags up out the back. I just said, don't call me out the front to talk to anybody. But funny enough, and I have to say this, Food Bank has given me so much confidence, which I didn't have before. And it's like, um, I know in any job that once you know what you're doing, you feel more confident. But it's like we get different people coming different things they're asking us and it's just obviously after doing it so long because I've got people now that I'm saying to them right I need to train some more of you up to come and sit and listen to client or no I couldn't do that I said but that was me I said sit next to me and just listen but if you feel or I'll sit next to you I said all you're actually asking them is would you like a cup of tea that starts it off. Would you like a cup of tea? And, right, do you want to tell me, is there anything else we can help you with? And you'd be surprised that the people that do come two or three times on that second visit, the first visit, don't say a lot. They're really yeah. embarrassed to be there. But on that second visit, they start opening up. And we have had some people had to come for six, eight weeks. And you hear so much more about what's going on it's not just about the food yeah so therefore you know and you keep saying when it's all sorted out come back and have a cup of tea with me i want to know and so many people come in and say is eileen here today because i'd like to tell her what's going on you know and what we've been doing so and so i think yeah. people who know you now would find it hard to believe that you didn't feel comfortable talking to people back then um how, how, I mean, how quickly did that change happen? How, how quickly did you get comfortable? I don't think I did at Ranmore Path. I think um, after we left there, because it's not the actual job of just following a list, putting the food in the bag is the easy bit. I think once we had a little bit of space, because we then went to churches, like we went to the temple, and then we've come back, we've sort of gone backwards and forwards to five places. And I, I, funny enough, I felt really comfortable once I was doing it in a church. Does that sound, you know, no, when I was at the temple and we could spread out a bit, and it's just, um, in the end, it's like people walking into the church. The first thing they'd say is, well, this is a nice church, isn't it? And I love that idea that food bank and churches are so closely related. I think if we had kept this to just being in Cotbandine's shop, yeah, I don't think it would have meant so much. Yeah. So you you took on the project management just 
just before the world changed. Yes. When was that? When, when did you start? Uh, I started on the 9th of March. <laughs> so yeah, I felt God calling me last year saying to me, you know, I, I, I've got something else planned for you. And I'm like, what? what? What do you want me to do? And I've done quite a lot of work in youth work. So I thought it was that. And there was lots of jobs coming available. So I was, I was thinking, but I don't feel it. I don't feel like this is where you want me. Yeah. And he was really giving me the sign of um, being in the community a lot more and talk to me about my maybe I guess reevaluate my childhood and what that kind of meant to me and that was <coughs> being brought up on um, in St Mary Clay in part of the estate and that I think um, yeah, I remember my door the door's always been open although you had problems people shared their problems you know and it wasn't judged for it they were helped for it you know and you went to see people next door to you to get that extra support and I really valued that and I thought Okay, so I took that to my life group and I said, oh, I, I'm feeling like I'm being called somewhere else. And then it was um, Simon who said, they're looking for a new project manager for Bonnie Bar Food Bank and you just popped into my head. I'm like, okay, not sure. I'm not sure about this. Not something I thought about before. Yeah. But um, he sent me the draft application and it was like, well, okay, yeah, I, I have got these tools. I, I do know how to risk assess, evaluate, look at people, I'm extrovert, I, I can encourage people. Um, and I thought, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go for it. And then Wonderful. the rest was history, really. Then. And presumably you'd had some awareness of food bank before then? Only literally. Norman stands out the front of the church, obviously, talking to us about it and us doing our donations, and particularly with Tesco's when you see them at the bottom of the escalators yeah. doing all their collections. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't really know. Did you how. have any comprehension about how big an operation this was? No, no, no. And yeah, I think in like week two, and everything was unfolding. I was sitting, and I really did feel this overwhelming sense of, my goodness, I'm the project manager for Bonnie <laughs> Bower Food Bank, and I've got to feed all these people. The borough just felt like, you know, because obviously I'm used to little Walkington and maybe a bit formally. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, wow, this is wide. How, how are we going to do this? And we was getting all these calls from people that had food they wanted to donate, but it wasn't really what we could take. And then we was also getting calls from people that don't, didn't fit our remit. You know, this old lady that was around the corner who hadn't eaten for two weeks because a delivery slot that she relies okay. on from the supermarkets had all been taken out. She yeah. couldn't get out to anyone and yeah. it was like okay there's there's yeah, so she could afford it here. but she couldn't get it yeah, yeah. you know and you think yeah. this is new need how are we going to yes. be able to meet this because i can't actually give you what comes into us because we have to protect those that financially can't afford yes. to buy it it doesn't matter where it is um yeah. yeah wow and so did they ask you on the interview panel how would you cope with a coronavirus <laughs> and what are your plans for no, reorganizing no, everything? I, I know I know that Norman was very firm about you the most important thing is that you learn to switch off and that you don't do too much. And so on the week three I'm like, Norman, I know you're gonna be really cross, but I am working sixteen hours a day and I seven days a week and I can't switch off because yeah. there isn't anybody. We've just got to keep going, we've got to keep evolving with what's going on. Is that still the story now all these weeks on no, or have you managed I, to get some Yeah, I'm definitely getting more time. Yeah. Um it's it's obviously there's never an easy week. There still hasn't been an easy week. There's always been no. things that have been going off. But um, yeah, yeah, I do get a, a, more time, particularly at the weekend. Saturday, yeah. I did have a crash out. I actually just spent the day with God. I actually listened to my TV and it's amazing Lovely. how much it really restores you, you know? And I thought, yes, okay. So, yeah. because also I kind of felt like, you know, you're, my adrenaline's pumping all the time and you can't, you can't manage like that. No, no, no. And I thought, I've got to get excited about the service tomorrow. And, you know, enthusiasm is a bit like, so yeah. Um, yeah, so I gave myself that time that day and was able to then do yeah. the service Sunday. And yeah. so um, the history 
the potted version of the history for me would be that the Oak Community Church started this food bank in in our area and here we are 10 years later with a borough-wide network its own charity loads of other churches involved um can you explain to people how do we get from this small little thing that our little church did to this now well we started off um like being Orpington food bank because we were based in Orpington so it was Orpington food bank and we were doing two days a week um after i would think the first year i think nine months to the first year we started getting quite busy and then when we left there and moved to the temple and then left the temple and moved again to i'm not sure i don't think i'm not sure if we came back to the oak at some stage I'm not sure if we used. I don't, the, I don't oh, think we ever run it from the. Uh, otherwise, the we then went to uh, we then went down to Cotmandine shops. When we left left Cotmandine, we then went to St Barnabas. Then we left St Barnabas, and then we've come back to the Oak. So um, I think, and then we became Bromley Food Bank because we found that it wasn't just. I think it started off the craze of a. Uh, known to be a poor area so I think when we started it we were seeing a lot of the people from that side of the borough the Crays, the Ramsden estate it was the poorest side of the borough we were seeing a lot of people that needed help and then we started getting people from Bromley coming to us and I think that's why we then extended you know you've always got to find a church or someone that's willing to give us space so we went over then to Bromley then we went to Annerley then we went into a church at Penge and then we came back to Orpington side and we went down to the Goodmead Centre and we had six seven food banks going um, we're running food bank Monday to Friday every week. So because there became a greater need for, yes. and it went across the borough. In the end, people were needing us from Beckenham and places like that. So it wasn't just the poor parts of the borough. No. You know, being Beckenham, that's yeah. quite a rich area of the borough. Yeah, it's quite phenomenal, isn't it? And, um, so then we became Bromley Borough Food Bank because we had extended across. And so, so, I mean, obviously, people come to you and they're vulnerable, and often, you know, it's it's some people feel embarrassed or awkward, yeah. and and obviously it's a private thing, so it might be difficult for you to share too much. But have you got any memories of, of of clients or things where you think wow we've really made a difference you know without without spoiling their privacy yeah i have um one client that will stay with me yeah that one will really stay with me a couple of years ago um we have this in food bank you would normally come three times and we'd help you out of a situation and this young lady kept coming um and she came quite a lot of times and she spoke to sometimes me on a Monday, sometimes to the Wednesday team. But I kept saying to the Wednesday team manager, there's something behind, there's something going on. And it worked out that um, I spent over, I think, 12 weeks every week. I said, keep coming to me on a Monday. 
I will keep finding out information. I will keep giving you the information. It's your choice what you do. But it was, there was a situation, there were young children involved. We had to go through, you know, getting big help for this person. But she still pops in and sees me now. She will still mm. come on a Monday and pop in and say, I haven't come to get food. I've just come to see Eileen. So I think that's really nice to know that it was quite a sad situation, but it was lovely to know that they came through at the other end. You know, I do feel very sorry for young men um, at the moment. There's, it's worse since the COVID has happened. There's a lot of families that the man has lost his job. Um, This can cause, and it was before COVID as well, but um, it causes family breakups. There's a lot of family breakups. Single men, uh, there's more men on the streets now than there ever was. And that is because of relationships breaking down and then being on the streets. Um, I did a lot of um, investigating with the homeless unit and um, a few other places that look after young, vulnerable 16 to 21 groups with latch. So um, I spent a lot of time going over and speaking to people and finding out, you know, is there anywhere I can send anybody to instead of just keep saying, go to this one place where they get inundated. So really, you want to spread it out. So um, I quite often will walk down Orkington and Bromley High Street and I have phone numbers in my phone and I will go up and talk to the homeless and say, are you here because you want to be? Some people are there because they want to be. Some people want help. And it's like being able to point other people, you know, for help. So obviously you're, you know, Food Bank is started by the church and you're a believer. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, how do you, clearly it's about feeding people. Yeah. But we all hope it leads to opportunities for sharing the Christian faith as well or showing God's love. How, do, how have you seen that working together or what are your hopes for how that might work together? Yeah, I think it's, um, it's been quite refreshing actually to be able to work in a place particularly where you can talk about your Christian faith because we are a Christian organisation um, and I think that even as the pandemic began it was really nice. I mean one of my first um, meetings with Sue in the warehouse was being able to have, have an opportunity to talk about faith and pray with her so you got that from the volunteers perspective. Yeah. And I think my what I've seen through the, the, the Covid experience is the church in many ways, like um, uh, Food Bank and other agencies, have really risen up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think people were hungry. They yeah. wanted to know and they wanted to listen to ask those questions. Well, what's going on here? And, you know, online services have really taken on and I think it's incredible, actually. So even through such a difficult situation, God is working it, working it all out. Yes. He's got it all sorted. You know, I mean, even our, our situation with the council, um, I sent them a newsletter and I put it quite clearly, we are a Christian organisation, you know, this is what we're doing. And I know that some people might have been a bit worried about that, should we be doing that? But it's saying, if you can't do it now, when right. can you? And it's really important that people are aware of what we do do. Yes. Because um, we get an awful lot of bad press. 
bad rep and actually no the church is here they're, yes. they're trying to feed you trying to support you and we will change and do whatever we can because we're compassionate and caring doing the example that jesus gave yeah. us hopefully. yeah that's wonderful isn't it? yeah but i think um the the reputation of the church in the uk with the government and the councils has has increased tremendously. Yeah, yeah, they really value what we what we're doing, and they're they're even saying it themselves. We recognise as faith communities, they've contributed a lot yeah. to helping this country keep mobile, yeah. mobilised. You know, doing yeah, everything. Totally. So yeah. yeah, really good. And here, here we are at the Oak. Um, this is where we often think about food bank, but it, the, the the Bromley Borough Food Bank is more than than here, so help people understand what's the scale of the operation across the borough, what centres have you got and you know how, yeah. how big is this thing? I mean I've always felt you know, that Oak is where, where it begins and it's, it's the heart of it really, um, yeah, but we do have the warehouse um, over at Bromley um, and we're very fortunate to have that place at the moment but we'll all be having to move out there February next year so that's a slight concern because it's a really nice big space that allows us to do so much. Um, all the stock comes there and then we can distribute to um, our other four centres. So we've got obviously here at Oak and then we've got the Good Me Centre at the Hope Church on the one-way system in Orpington and we've got one um, place in Annerley, Christchurch and then another in Bromley Central at the URC. So, um, and you know, we, we cover the whole of the Bromley Borough. So we go out to Penge, to Chislehurst, to Biggin Hill. Um, it's, it's a very big borough. It's been very interesting trying to serve it over the last yeah, few months bet. as well. Yeah. And what's the, what's the day in the life of the project manager then? What sort of things are you, because oh, there's lots yeah. of people doing different things, what, what is it you do? Okay, so um, yeah, risk assess. Risk assess, what's the, what, what my daily risk. I mean, my morning normally starts around 7.30, but that's an improvement. It was 7 o'clock. The phones were going from 7 o'clock in the wow. morning to 11 o'clock at night when wow. I first started. Um, so yeah, and it's about looking to see, I mean, at the moment I'm working um, obviously opening the centres, making sure all the staff feel safe, that we've got the, um, the signage up that's correct for them and they've got all the tools and resources that they need in order to make the centre a success um, and giving them that confidence to come back and it's okay. Um, and then we're looking at, you know, how do we make sure that our donations keep coming through that, that food chain, um, because obviously without the food chain we don't have the food, so we can't serve the people. So yeah, we're constantly looking at the risk assessments, how do we get, um, how, how are people accessing our vouchers, and then it's the conversations with the council, um, you know, with the government, they're giving this 63 million um, for people to have a welfare scheme in their local boroughs and it's like well okay where's our portion what are you doing with it how do people meet that criteria in order to get that extra financial support that they need so yeah my I'm trying to engage in those kinds of conversations so yeah and oh, wow. being here for the team you know, if it goes wrong they, they give me a call so yes <laughs> yes I can understand why it's hard to get a day off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, you know, but like I say, they've been incredible, so um, I know that if they're coming to me, then it's something that needs yeah. to be dealt with. Yeah, yeah. How, do you know how many volunteers do you currently I, have working? No, I mean, that was interesting, because obviously when I first started, I didn't know who everybody was, so um, my church opened to Baptist Lesson, they really had to step up the game, because they're, they're people that I know, so if yes. I needed something to do, my automatic reaction was to go out and call, call them for help, so um, they've been incredible. But um, I think we've got about 90 to 100 volunteers wow. doing so many different sections, collections from supermarkets um, and the warehouse and everything. So um, yeah, we've got a, a large 
number of people and I, don't, I haven't met them all yet which yes. is really sad and then there was people that were having to go and shield in and I hadn't met them and I didn't know who they were and they're also vulnerable people because they'd obviously lost their community that it was attached to um, so I'm just trying to, to build up that now some of them have got in contact and said you know what's going on when can we get back involved and so they're trying to find little jobs that they can do maybe remotely it's not safe for them to come back um, and yeah and yeah and just get to meet them all which is yeah. really lovely well, even if you've been in the church for some time, I hope that you've heard some things there that maybe you didn't know before. I hope you feel more connected to this work. But above all, I really want to encourage and continue to challenge like I started last week, that we would be people who would not just hear, but we would be people who go. And we're gonna take some time in a moment to uh, just worship again and then there's a little bit more conversation I want you to hear, and I want to prepare your heart to be a people, as we will sing in this next song, that are moved into action. And just think about how God might be stirring you through what you're about to hear. How might God be stirring you into action? How might you pray more for the work of the food bank, care more deeply? What is God stirring in your heart? And think about sending, how we might give, what I said last week, and I'll repeat again, and probably repeat every week this month, is we have made a commitment in the Oak Community Church that every penny that you give into the church this month, whether it's your normal tithes and offerings, or whether you feel particularly moved to give above and beyond this month, every penny you give, we are giving away. And one of the places we're giving away is to the food bank. And so you might be stirred this morning, and God might challenge you and stir your heart that I should be giving more. And if God stirs you, I would encourage you, move into action. Do what God tells you to do. And, and bless the work of the food bank and all the mission areas that we're sowing into. But God might also stir your heart to be someone who goes, who says, could I be doing more in the food bank? Is there more that I could be doing? How might I contribute more? And as you hear some of the uh, interviews yet to come, and as we worship together, open yourself up. Say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Don't let me just have watched some people talking, but make some impact in my heart and move me into action. We don't want to be a people who just listen. We want to be a people who go. So prepare your heart. Let's worship together and then be prepared to hear some more challenging words from these interviews. You said earlier that, that 10 years is longer than you've, you've done most jobs um, and you're still going. What, yes. what, what keeps you going? Why have you not jacked it in yet? What, what, what keeps you involved in food bank? What's going on inside of you that, that keeps this in your heart? Um, I, I do feel that a lot of the times that I'm talking to clients, I have been in situations over my life that, you know, different situations. As I said, I've struggled. I've been on benefits. I've been in a relationship and been sort of quite really, really, really well, well off, you know, so, um, and it's other things in my life. And I think um, when people come into the food bank, I feel that I think the only people sometimes that can talk to certain people is you, it's only if you've been in that situation, you know, when people say, oh, um, you know, you probably don't know what it's like to be a single in a single family and I said yes I brought up three children by myself 
you know, I do understand and I don't know, I just feel that I feel that God put me there to feed the feed the feed the you know, feed the thousands. I, I feel like sometimes it is that that I'm there. Also I find I am quite a good listener. So I can sit there and listen and we've had situations in the food bank where I've really had to sit there and it's like not give people advice but to gently point them in the right direction you know you you said earlier about how you feel like god has called you to feed the feed the thousands as you said yeah i I do feel Um, that food bank has helped me so much personally you know it's helped me it's not i think when you people think oh i can't volunteer i'm doing someone else a favor but actually you're doing yourself good by volunteering you know yes and so in my in my sermon last week i would i would say that that is a mission calling we we get used to missionaries being like guy and mary over in mozambique but feeding the hungry in the uk or in st mary cray or in orpington um is a mission calling how do you feel about the idea of being called a missionary to this area (laughs) i did think when you said that i thought hang on I'll wait and see what anybody else puts up. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get that far, and I knew you were going to ask as soon as you said, oh, do you want to talk about food bank? But it's like, you know, I have this big thing about speaking in public to people, and food bank has made me do that so many times. I have gone along to schools, and, mm-hmm. I'll, you know, it's great going along with Wendy and doing harvest talks, and all that, but I've gone along and I've spoke, I've spoke to, um, I had a meeting with the mayor last week and spoke to the mayor about Food Bank and how the Oak Church started up Food Bank and what's yes, been Yes, I saw the photos on. of the mayor visiting, so, so, so how did that go with the mayor? Well, what was really good was um, when we started up, myself and Mary went along to a chambers meeting where you're allowed to put your questions to... I think it's called a chambers. You've got the liberals, the conservatives and everybody there. And you can put questions. And um, we, we, I remember going twice. I remember the first time going along, we just sat and listened. And um, then the second time, Mary said, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a question. So you have to write your question down and give it in. And then they will talk about that, that thing that you've brought up. So she talked about, I don't know what she said about food bank. But... And I told the mayor this and I thought to myself, you might have to cut this bit out. I said to the mayor, I should have said to her, are you conservative? But I didn't think to say that first. I say it as it is. I said to her, I'll never forget being so angry after they spoke about food bank and the conservative guy who was standing up looked at us and said, There is no such thing as people going homeless in the Bromley Borough and people living on the streets. So I said, so I stood up, and because I hadn't written it down, I just stood up and said it. I said, come and sit with me and hear stories. I said, I can take you to the woods near our food bank and show you at least three people that I know, two of them have lived in them woods for the last two to three years. 
I said, so don't tell me there's no one homeless on the streets and there's no one that needs food bank. And sometimes I think that's why the Conservatives are normally the ones in power, have not wanted to help us much because they don't believe there is. But no one over 10 years has ever come and sat with me. And my thing is, if you, you're not sure you're telling the truth, that's why you're not coming to sit next to me. <laughs> and guess what? I related that to the mayor and she said, you know what, I was, I was there when you stood up. Wow. Well, yeah. let me tell you, Arlene, whether, whether you, um, you feel comfortable or not, I am labelling you one of our missionaries because, <laughs> because that's the example. You've got a heart for the poor. You've got a heart for those who are hungry. Yeah. And, you know, you yeah. stood the test of time as well, you know, serving for, yeah. since the beginning. It's so wonderful. You are a credit to, to the, the church. Yeah, you thank know. you. And, and, yeah. and, and you're well known. You know, people talk to me about Eileen, you know, I mean, outside of our church, they know you and what you do. Yeah, um, yeah. I must admit, I have walked across the playground in a school and still being called, that's the food bank lady. <laughs> and I haven't done a talk in that school for about seven years. Wonderful. But I'm still the food bank lady. I said, good trip, I don't change then. <laughs> and obviously, you know, we, we feel a connection to the food bank. Um, we can't take complete credit for it, but we feel like, you know, we, we started this. But yeah. one of our desires for a long time was to release it so that it didn't, it wasn't owned by us, but yeah. it was owned by the churches. Yeah. And so obviously it's now its own independent charity. Um, we've got this crossover, obviously, Robin uh, as the chair of our church charity and uh, of Food Bank and Eileen working in there and obviously Norman, who used to yeah. be the pastor of the Oak. Um, but how do you feel like it's now been caught by the churches in the borough? Do you feel that sense of other churches feel like they have an ownership of it? And oh, it? absolutely, yeah. I mean, each centre kind of runs in a different kind of format and they've got different managers and it's about meeting their needs where they are. They know their area, so I think that's a natural kind of adaption yeah. that they've had to make. So, um, so yeah, yeah, it's just part of the team, isn't it? You yeah. know, you can't have one without the other. So, no. um but together, we make sure that the whole of the borough gets served. Yeah. Um, yeah, and when we have our managers' meetings and each of the different sections come together, it's really quite lovely because they listen to each other and find out what problems are working, how they can how they can solve them, and uh, yeah, definitely a part of the team. Yes, yeah. And you spoke about um, one of your things, kind of making sure food comes in as well as goes out. Yeah. How does that flow feel at the moment? Do you feel like you, you, that's balanced or we're running out of stuff or yeah, no, we're, we're overflowing with beans? Bomb, or? Food. A pasta and milk we are swimming in because, you know, the super, obviously there wasn't anything on the shelves and the supermarket thought, okay, we need to get this in large quantity. So they've ordered all this large quantity, but there hasn't been a need for it. So we keep getting all these great big pallets coming from the supermarkets of milk and pasta. So Don't buy milk and pasta. We won't need that for a little while yet. Um, but the response has been incredible. When there was nothing on the shelves, people were still finding a way, whether it was going to little shops and just picking up a little bit here and there and bringing it to us. It's been really quite phenomenal. People were um, contacting us who had access to wholesale, um, so buying it through that way. Um, yeah, and the financial giving um, is, has been really good. And I think that was really encouraging. So we've never had to worry. We know that we could play out. You, they will respond, people yes. will respond. They're really quite passionate about Bombay Borough Food Bank and, yes. uh, and that's really encouraging for us. So yeah, obviously it is critical that we keep those donations coming through. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it's probably more of a, a concern for the trustees than yourself, but people people often think about the food, but it takes money. 
to yeah. run this as well. Presumably the storage is going to cost something yeah, when you move we, out of the warehouse. Yeah, we do have a problem with regards to the warehouse at the moment. I mean, you know, it could be, we could be looking at 60k a year uh, yeah. and plus for the private accommodation. So um, we're really, we're paying for that one definitely yes. that we can, yeah. we can support that or something or find a location or get an extension from the council. We just don't know. God's got it in control, yes. I'm sure. But yeah, it is something that is, is really... Yeah. a high risk factor for me at the moment. And so obviously we're talking and we're doing this for the church service. What, people are watching this service, how can, what are the different ways that they can support, get involved, contribute? You know, what are the different things that they can do to help with food bank? Yeah, well, you know, when you go to your supermarket, please pick up your, um, we, we send out lists each week on our website of the areas that we, we need for the parcels and that. So yeah, you can donate that way when you go to the supermarket. Many of them have um, donation points where you can put your contributions in there or we have our warehouse which is open for you to take donations to them. Um, and then they will prepare those and sort them so they can go out in people's parcels. Um, we take financial donations again on the website, all the information is there. Um, pray for us, just, you know, the power of prayer over the last three months is really what's kept us going. It's been really quite incredible how we've seen God moving things that are impossible to suddenly happening. Yes. And it's like, um, so yeah, prayer is so, so important. Yeah. Um, and then, and come and see us to volunteer because they're a great community, great um, team. The team have kept me going over the last few months as well, you know. They've, um, they've told me what they need and given, made it easier for me to do my job. Um, and the, the relationships they have and the way that they want to get back in out to the centre because they miss that community that they do and yeah. reaching out to people and they're a really good team so there's lots of different areas from driving um, to being in the centre to working in the warehouse or doing telephone calls and speaking with people yeah. there's lots of opportunities to get involved that's great this is, is going to this can sound a bit awkward for our church but when I look at what, and I know they're small churches, they're bigger churches, I do feel they might know I'm the food bank lady, but I do feel that there's a few people that drop off. It's the same people that drop in to our donation. But when I think if everyone in our church, or one can, you know, I say one can can make a difference. We would do, you know, I have noticed this over the years that our church gives us, gives Food Bank the least. It sounds awful, but it is. No, I, th I think you're right to say it, Eileen. I but do. I, I, and you know, I do, I have felt over time that I am, I, you know, I will get up and talk about Food Bank. I say, um, and I have um, a few of the people, new people, when I've stood up and come up after and said, oh, I didn't know you ran the food bank from here. So I think it's good to get up and talk about food bank now and again. But I think we have a lot of our members that have been with us from the beginning and it's only certain people that ever put something in the box. And I think if 40 of us turned up for church and there was 40 tins of beans, that is brilliant, you know. So, Eileen, I, I don't think you should be shy in saying that. I think you're right to say it. No, but think, it, um, it sounds like, you know, but I think everybody can afford one thing. And as I say, you can buy a tin of beans for 10 pence in some shops, you know. And it's like, buy 
your 18 toilet rolls and take one out and put it in the food bank. It's like at one time, we never had any toilet rolls. We were desperate for toilet rolls, especially through the COVID. You know, we're doing quite well at the moment. A lot of churches went to give him money because their parishioners weren't getting to the church to bring food. So we've got some, uh, quite a bit of money put away so that when we need to buy food again, we'll have the money. But yeah, and we have helped our other food banks as well because we have been, people have been so generous in the Bromley Borough. So we've managed yeah. to help other, you know, other charities and other food banks. So that's so been quite you, nice. You'll remember last week I spoke to people about trying to get into the rhythm of Tuesday evenings being prayer and making yes. that a habit. I yes. think in the same way, there's something about making our shopping a habit that we don't just go and buy our bread, milk and eggs and toilet rolls, but no. we buy for food bank. And, and I have to make that habit as well. Yeah, so, Eileen, is that um, just adding one extra thing, like one of your toilet rolls out of the 18, the, yes. or the 12 you buy? You know, if you pick up a pack of four, it's like I have this thing that whenever it's, although the government is stopping it, buy one, get one free, especially on the takeaways i think more so but whenever that was on yes that is my free one for food bank you know that's yeah. that so well i suspect like me you've been challenged by what you've just heard there's a couple of things i just want to reflect back so i'll make sure you really don't miss it one thing that i want you to catch and and not lose is the conversation i had with eileen about being a missionary Last week in the preach, I'd, I'd said to people, um, if you feel called by God into a particular area, a particular passion that you have, it might be for the lost, it might be for the poor, it might be for those who have been oppressed, it might be for the young people, it might be for the sick. If you feel called in that way, let us know because we want to class you as a missionary and we want to pray for you and support you. And uh, at the time of me recording this, nobody has clicked that button. And I know that's not true. And so when I spoke to Eileen, as you see, I'm like, Eileen, you are a missionary. And I wanna to say to you, if you're watching, you might not even realize that, but as you've heard Eileen's story, it may resonate with your own. You may have a passion that says, I do feel called to something. It may not be food bank, it may be something else. Let me say again, we want to commission you. We want to pray for you. We want to cover you. We want you to have the blessing and the protection of the Oak Community Church. And we want to call you our missionary, even if it is in our local borough. Don't miss that. And the second thing not to miss is what a challenge that Eileen said about how the Oak has given its building, but we're actually one of the least givers in our church for how we give food into the food bank. And uh, I was particularly struck by that. I was struck by that for myself, for my own habits of when we go shopping, how much do I include that in my, my weekly habit of shopping? Do I include things for the food bank? Am I a giver? And as a church, are we givers? And let's imagine in a year's time, we do another one of these. I don't wanna be there and hear Eileen say, yeah, the Oak's still one of the least giving churches. That is not who God has called us to be. And so I, I don't want us to miss that. So we're going to close with our final song. It's a song that we wrote as a church. Collectively, a bunch of people were together in the church writing this very song. And it expresses the heart our church has for the poor. And it says, have you stood with those who are suffering? Have you stood with them? And the chorus that rings out is, let 
your light shine out. Well, let our light shine out. However God is speaking to you, however God is challenging you, move into action. Let your light shine out. my soon talk with Trevor
I, I have said, um, it would be nice if the church, if our church, but um, when you do your shopping, remember our slogan from the beginning when we started, one can can make a difference.